Workday started as truly an employee first company and they've mm -hmm. maintained that. And I've worked for plenty of organizations and I've talked to plenty of organizations that talk about being an employee first and they're absolutely not. Yeah. Um, and so that's what's propelled Workday into the front because if they take care of employees, they take care of me, they take care of, take care of Kevin, we'll naturally take care of the customers or the prospects. Yeah. Hello, my name is Matt Bros of Lockton. In my role, I consult with employers all around the country related to their employee benefits strategy. We're in conversations all the time about how to attract the best talent and get the best out of their people. Work ethic, integrity, those are all traits of people that pursue excellence and it doesn't even stop there. From the boardroom to the storeroom, we're gonna find out what drives those people. Welcome to the excellence culture. This is gonna be an excellent adventure. Well, hello, welcome to the Excellence Culture. Again, my name is Matt Brost, and I am really excited about, honestly, some friends that I have here today, um, but also people that I work with on a regular basis. Um, and uh, I've got two individuals that I've gotten to know for probably over the course of the last year for sure, and even a little bit more beyond that. But I've got Robert Henson, and Kevin Brennan here, and um, these guys, um, we, we partner together, working with a lot of the similar people, um, and you guys work for Workday, which is, we're gonna talk about in a little bit, but in, an awesome thing to offer employers in the market. Um, but I would love uh, just to kind of get this thing started um, by hearing stories, first of all. On this excellence culture, we usually go past, present, future, um, and so, but for starters, I'd love to just kind of get um, an introduction to you guys. Mm -hmm. um, if you could just kind of tell us a little bit um, about what you're doing right now. And uh, we can start with you, Rob. Yeah, I'd love to. I thought we were going to talk about golf at first. <laughs> yeah. No, that's usually, yeah. What's, that's uh, usually what us, we're right? doing together yeah. for sure. Yeah. I, uh, I certainly have a lot to do with uh, getting to your level. There's no doubt. Yeah, no. You're, uh, you're getting there. You're getting <laughs> I'll get there. Yeah. I'll get there. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, Robert Henson, I, uh, I've been at Workday for about six years, uh, about five and a half years, something like that. I actually have the privilege of reporting to, to Kevin as he's the director of our team. Um, before that, just spent spent ten years in technology at various places. Had some roles in sales, had some roles in operations, had some roles on the international side. Um, but have really found kind of a home at Workday for sure. Yeah, and you are mainly um, you know selling Workday to employers. You know, and mainly in the DFW Metroplex. I or? am. Yeah, okay. I am. We can kind of get into it. But yeah. so so our team and me personally handle kind of our medium enterprise division at Workday. Yeah. So it's employers uh, or employees under 3,500 employees okay. or companies under 3,500 employees. Um, yeah. And we mainly take care of kind of the central U.S. portion. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right, Kevin, I appreciate you being here. He's kind of the leader of the pack. I've gotten to know a lot of your team. Awesome, awesome people. So, um, so yeah, you obviously are doing pretty amazing at what you you do. So yeah, I have the uh, have the privilege of leading a, a really good team of, yeah. of individuals that I just I, I love working with. Yeah. Um, you know, I've been at Workday now uh, eight and a half years coming up okay. on nine, uh, all in the same space of our medium enterprise. So covering our, our prospects who are up to 3500 employees. Uh, we cover what we call TOLA. So Texas, Oklahoma, Louisiana, Arkansas, but okay. really here in the Dallas Metroplex is where we do most of our business yeah. and work with those employers. So before this, I spent 10 years at another HR technology software. 
Okay. So my whole life is working with uh, companies and organizations to help streamline that back off. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Okay. So we got introductions out of the way. Yeah. You all know who I am. Um, but uh, I, I would love to first, because this isn't, you know, this isn't intended to be, you know, a commercial for Workday or anything like this. This is intended for me to spend time with you guys to hear what makes you tick and why y'all have become somebody that just what you do, you do very well. And I've seen it from my vantage point for sure. And people that I even talk to in the market, they see it. And so, um, so I would love Rob start with you. Um, I'd love to just kind of hear a little bit about where you grew up, what kind of family dynamic you grew up in, and, and maybe we can kind of get to college a little bit. And so, um, I know we've got to talk about college just so you know, he went to A&M. I do. I had to get through that. He had to get through it with me. We're over it. (laughs) We're over it. I don't know. I think we're over it. Yeah. Maybe until next year. Next year. Yeah. Yeah, Unfortunately, I mean, he went to, he's a big Texas fan too. So I mean, I'm, I'm totally outnumbered. You're sandwiched. I'm sandwiched. (laughs) I don't like it. For sure. Uh, We should cut. Tell Uh, me a little bit about your, uh, Tell me a little bit about your upbringing. Yeah, yeah, kind of a unique background from a you know ending up where I'm at now. I don't I don't know if you know this, but so my my family owns a, a farm and ranch essentially. So oh, we own wow. an Angus cattle ranch. Uh, my mom and dad were both you know certainly blue collar workers. My dad worked for Union Pacific Railroad. Um, we ran the Angus cattle ranch on the side, uh, mainly production agriculture, cow calf operation. So grew up in 4-H and FFA. Um, never you know certainly not anywhere near kind of the technology world. I often make the joke that like I didn't even game back then, didn't have a Nintendo or like anything technology, you know. So you didn't play Kung Fu? Didn't play Kung Fu, had no idea. Went to a small, small town, Franklin, Texas, graduated with like 72 people in my class, something like that. But we're about 25 miles outside of College Station. So um, I had a strong desire to go to A&M, but I was also kind of destined to go to A&M. And so, you know, Luckily, you know, had a good amount of scholarships as related to agriculture okay. and through my time in FFA. And so was able to, um, you know, get into A&M and kind of pay for a large chunk of it. And so that that's kind of what brought me to Texas A&M. Okay. Well, I got to dig into that yeah. a little bit. And so growing up on a ranch, coincidentally, one of the last people I interviewed was Levi Smith. Okay. the CEO of Franklin Building Supply, mm-hmm. and he grew up on a ranch too. Love it. And so he had some stories to share. But um, yeah, tell me a little bit about what that yeah. what that was like kind of growing up on the ranch. What was the morning like? Were you yeah. getting your hands dirty right at the beginning of the day? Or Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, it's a completely different lifestyle. It's actually, yeah. you know, I have a, I have two little boys, and you, we, you know this a bit, but that are seven and six. And I often think like, I want them to grow up in that particular atmosphere for sure. Um, So my dad was a engineer for Union Pacific Railroad. um, So he was working a lot. And so there was a good amount of stuff for us to do Mm -hmm. on the ranch. And so it's not every morning, but I think we certainly had the rule that the animals got fed before we got fed. Um, And there were plenty of mornings in December where I'm busting, uh, busting ponds that were frozen over and water troughs that are frozen over. And um, I'm up in the middle of the night checking cows that are about to calve or, or something like that, for sure. Yeah. Um, just, just, just a different way of life. And it's interesting though, to kind of get back to technology is, I grew up in that really strong agricultural connection, but I don't know that I ever necessarily felt like I was going to end up in that place. So high school, I got into leadership workshops and speaking and some other things. Okay. And 
had no idea what I wanted to do with my life, but um, kind of felt like I could be an advocate for agriculture. And so I went to A&M, uh, started out in agribusiness, transferred majors, and at that point kind of realized um, that essentially I could be an advocate for agriculture, which I still am today, but I could be doing something completely different. Okay. Um, which has kind of led me to tech and some other things too, yeah. but I'm still pretty heavily involved in FFA and really kind of promoting that particular organization yeah. a lot uh, for kind of the di- diversity, I guess, if you will, of, of learning how to feed animals and learning all of this really like hardworking type stuff. Yeah. Um, it's unique. It's a unique that's background. A, yeah, unique, and that's a really good story, man. Yeah. That's really Thanks. good. Kevin, can you back that up? What's <laughs> tell me a little no. bit. No, tell me a little bit about your upbringing, man. Yeah, no, I, I, I polar opposite. I yeah. would say, say than Robert. So I grew up um, in kind of two different areas. So I grew up in Southern California, okay. and then in uh, 1994 we moved to Georgetown, Texas, which is just north of Austin, yeah. where that became my uh, my love for the Longhorns and watching them grow up in those formidable years. Uh, Definitely Southern, not on Southern a farm. California, what city was that? Uh, Mission Viejo. Okay, cool. So just south of Anaheim a little bit. My, uh, yeah. my, my grandfather was a detective in the LAPD okay. back in the day, so it was really, really mm-hmm. cool. My dad grew up there. My mom is from Brenham, Texas, so big city Blue and Bell. small town, yeah, yeah, home of Bluebell. So uh, they met a little bit later in life, you know, when they were uh, out at working, and my dad being from... Uh, LA was actually living in uh, Dallas when they met. Okay. So they were here. Um, my mom was a, a flight attendant, so she was traveling and, and doing that stuff, and they finally met each other doing that. So okay. grew up there, moved to Georgetown, a little bit bigger of a city there. Um, and then when I graduated there from playing uh, football in high school, I got a scholarship to play football at Harding University. So I went from a, a bigger, bigger town, bigger high school of you know graduating with a couple thousand to a small school um, where we had a couple of thousand kids in the whole school. Yeah. So kind of the polar You're opposite. You're a big man on campus, I would imagine. And I was a man on campus. There was, there was <laughs> a campus and I was there. Than he is now, though. No yeah, doubt. I was lucky enough. I was an offensive lineman back yeah. in the day. Uh, trimmed down a little bit, but I don't, I didn't need it. But it was, uh, when you go to a school like that, you're not thinking like, hey, I'm going to try to go to the NFL. You really are doing it for, uh, there is some still there, the camaraderie of it. There is the, the, there are some strong friendships there, but you know, you're going there for school and what's, yeah. what's life after football. That's just a lucky thing that we get to do there to, um, you know, pay for school yeah. and, and kind of get through that. So I uh, went to Harding, uh, did that, met my lovely wife there. Uh, she was a couple years younger than me. So I got to find a, a few, few more years to work or work and go to school. So I got my uh, master's degree from Harding as well. And then as soon as I graduated with my master's and her with her undergraduate, we moved to uh, North Richmond Hills, so where we still okay. live today. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Love it. So both of y'all have very different upbringings, so we, we validated that for sure. Um, but I also know both of you guys are amazing dads. Um, and so I, I would love to hear just really quick, if you're thinking about your upbringing, something that you learned, or maybe you learned it the hard way where you want to do it different even, um, but something that something that you learn that you feel like you're applying to your your role as a father um, right now. Yeah, I think like I think life is. I think there's like some pivotal moments in your life that you could almost write a book about. So there was this yeah. unique pivotal moment in my life. I was probably ten or eleven years old, and my dad and I went to go help build fence. So to make extra money, my dad built chain link fence for 
for any particular organization that would pay him, essentially. And so we were building this particular chain link fence. A guy was pouring some concrete and I was just standing there like a normal 10 year old would do. And my dad jumped on me so hard. And I doubt if he's listening to this, he'll, he'll even remember it. But I remember him jumping on me so hard that I didn't naturally like go to help that particular person. But it instilled this unique thing in me that no matter what someone is doing, like we're gonna lend a helping hand. So I have a seven-year-old little boy and I have a six-year-old little boy. Um, my wife is amazing and she's, uh, she's certainly the reason for um, part of the upbringing of our kids for sure. But we kind of have a motto in our house that like, there's a lack of good men in this world. So from a Christian perspective, we're trying to raise good men. And so that's one thing that I'm always instilling them. You better be helping. Um, you better lend a hand for sure. Yeah, that's awesome. Kevin, does he, I, from, I feel like I remember talking to people at Workday that he is, a, he helps a lot like new people coming up in Workday, correct? Yeah, I would say, you know, in, in the roles that we have, we obviously have our, um, our day jobs of, of trying to sell and work with organizations. And there, there are a few people that kind of, I would say go above and beyond and Robert does fit in that category. Yeah. Um, we, we could do things that took, or would, that would take all of our time up. And I think he's so gracious with the time that he gives. I mean, there's a couple of days out of every single month where he'll take his time away from the family. He flies out to Pleasanton, California, and he'll train all of the new sales associates from across the globe as we bring them into our sales academy. Um, you know, as we get to bring our new people to the organization, they get to learn a sliver of what it's like to be at Workday. And then Robert comes in and says, hey, here's, here's how you should really approach it. Take it from this lens of someone who's been successful, who's been in the role, and, and can I help speed up that development of you guys through just knowledge transfer? And let me just pass on what was given to me. Yeah. So there's always that, I guess you would say it the right way, if, if there, there's always a way to help and lend a hand, it's, mm -hmm. he's there to, to pass it on, make sure that the next generation of uh, people coming, at least into our organization, understand the culture, understand what makes us great and how do we keep that going? Because a lot of organizations can lose that yeah. as you grow, yeah. right? It's, it, you can lose that, that core and that foundation. Yeah. I think Robert does a, a really good job of instilling that into the, the new people that come in. Yeah. So yeah, Thanks, man. appreciate you. Yeah. Cool. I think, I, you know, I think the word generosity is probably, mm -hmm. generosity isn't just financial, right? Generosity is time, I would say, more than anything. Yeah. So it seems like you've got that. We're just, we're just praising I mean, you yeah, right yeah. now. Yeah, my head's really, really <laughs> big right now. No, I don't, I don't, I don't know that's anything different than I do. We have, we'll get to this, but we have such yeah. an amazing, like, yeah. culture at, at Workday, but it goes beyond that. Like, it's, it's much deeper than that because... And I'll give him kudos. It's it's who he has brought on the team and who we yeah. just tend to surround ourselves with at work, but also our kind of center of influence or circle of influence, yeah. including yourself. So I mean, yeah. it's I think it's what anyone anyone would do that cares. That's good. That's good. All right, Kev, how about you, man? Anything uh, that you're applying to fatherhood that you think about your upbringing a little bit? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, I think it's natural for. Uh, sons and, and and dads like us to talk about what we saw from from our fathers growing up mm -hmm. um again we have a cattle rancher dad a guy who worked at the the railroad where my dad was a career sales leader and mm -hmm. a salesperson uh, and so i got to see what was mm -hmm. that career like what was it like for someone who was in that role mm -hmm. and for me it was 
I saw a dad who could always be at the events that, that I had going on growing up because there was that freedom of schedule, right? You, it's in, in the worlds that we live in, they are, they're 24 seven now. Yeah. Um, you could always be working, but he showed me if in the, the role in the field of sales and as a sales professional, you're able to make time for the people that are around you in different areas. Yeah. So I don't remember him missing a game. Yeah. I don't remember him missing too many practices that we were at mm -hmm. because the, the career in the field that he was in allowed him to do that. Yeah. And he kind of, I will say he's, when I got to, I was going to, to school, he said, this is what you should go do. Cause mm -hmm. I think he knows my mentality and my mindset. And so he said, Hey, you, you should, you better go into sales. Yeah. And mm -hmm. so that's, that's where I lead. I don't, mm -hmm. I don't break from what he tells me too much. And it's, it's turned out to be a, a great decision, you know, to, to follow what he's kind of given me. And it's been a good, you know, it's still a really good mentor relationship in my life yeah. uh, of with my dad, because he lives down the street from me now. So he sees my kids all the time. I think he knows our pipeline of what we're trying to sell and the organizations <laughs> who are in there. I think he knows the name of all the guys on the team and he's, that's He's nice. constantly checking in on me and, you know. And he wears all your work day shirts. He, he, he? he has a, a ton of workday swag and, and I think he knows the <laughs> workday work swag out there. I think he knows the workday stock price better than I do yeah. on most days of the <laughs> yeah. year. And he, 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 he likes to ask me about it a lot. So yeah. he, he, it. he's such a good, good dad. And, you know, it was the, the hard work of seeing that because a lot of the times in, in what we do, and I'll say we do, there's, it's a lot of the after hour stuff and it's the, the preparation mm -hmm. of getting ready for the next day to mm -hmm. make sure that you can be ready because we impact more people than just who we see every day. And mm -hmm. I think he, he instilled in that instilled in me that it was, it's not just about the, the couple of people around you. There's the extended organization. Yeah. And so I see that a lot when, when I get to work with Rob and, and, and my team that it does just go, it goes past them for me. And yeah. I, I see it a lot. And I think he, he helped me see that growing up. That's cool. Well, let's talk about mentors a little bit. Um, you may have just shared your mentor, um, but I'd love to go ahead and start with you, Kevin. Like, do you have any other mentors that kind of come to mind that um, you think of? Yeah, I've been, um, I have been blessed in the way of mentors. Um, there are so many people, and I think that mentors come come in and out of your life or at different areas, and, and different times. I've had um, I had a great sales leader that I used to work for. Uh, his name's Michael, which we we still connect regularly. We we work for two competing organizations mm -hmm. now, but uh, we still get to talk and, and still do that stuff. And he was the guy who taught me how to be a a sales professional. When I came into the organization, and then I have sales leaders who I still connect with who who used to be at Workday, who are gone, who I think are the ones who challenged me in how to be a different uh, different type of leader and a different type of salesperson. Um, I think back to, to, I call him a friend now, his name's Crandall. Uh, he was probably one of the most challenging people I worked with, but I think he probably was one of the people who got the most out of me because of that. And I think that's from the, the, the football mindset of it. And you know you need that person who's willing to push on you to kind of make you great. Yeah. And so I mean between you know Michael and Crandall and I can lead it up to our our, our current boss Kevin, um, just some great great men, some great leaders, some great dads yeah. who have taught 
taught me how to do things, I think, the right way with, with hard work and effort. And, and how do I instill that down? So yeah. those, there's, there's some really good guys in my life that I can lean on for that. That's good. Mm. good. How about you, Rob? Yeah, tons of mentors, actually. Um, but I, kind of, I might take that answer in a different way, I think, because I, I've always kind of looked at kind of four areas, like physical, spiritual, emotional, and social. Mm-hmm. So like kind of have someone that you look up to in each one of those particular times. Um, and so obviously my dad is a huge mentor of mine and he kind of serves this unique role over here. And he, he's asked me, you know, what I do for a living, you know, 457 times, right? And yeah. I tried to tell him different ways of what that works. And that's just kind of the, the mantra that we have together. Um, but he keeps me grounded in a lot, you know, different ways. Um, I have kind of a spiritual mentor that I, I certainly go to for, for life, but also to kind of talk through, you know, those big moments in our life. And then, you know, it's interesting, I think, I think people, but also think men just also need other people around them. So at, so at work, for instance, I have a group that is kind of veteran folks that have been around for a while that we get together every couple of weeks and we sort of talk through that. And I, I do see them, even though they're peers, as, as mentors. Yeah. Um, and I think they see collectively. that. Collectively. Collectively, I think yeah. they see that as well. Um, I'd, it'd be a miss if I didn't just talk through, talked about Kevin too. I mean, as a mentor, um, Kevin has a really unique way of leading a particular team, not as a spreadsheet leader, not as a leader that simply forecasts and simply looks at sales numbers, but uh, someone that actually kind of takes you underneath their wing and Mm. teaches you what he knows um, and isn't afraid to say he doesn't know and I'll go figure it out. And that's that's the definition of leadership, but it's certainly the definition of mentor. Yeah, I love that. I love that. So there is a period of time where you guys collided right and um and we were talking about this earlier but i'd love to go there um kevin obviously you've you've been at workday for longer when did rob and the opportunity for him to work with workday um kind of get on the horizon yeah i think um as i think back about the amount of time i've been here that means we've probably known each other now 11 maybe 12 years Mm -hmm. now okay um i was introduced to rob through one of the gentlemen who used to work for me uh at my my previous company and through that one interaction we just started i think we clicked pretty well and we started hanging out uh just kind of i guess like us we you know we started off with a really cool uh golf friendship and relationship yeah um rob worked at a different organization for me and we still use that as a we would network because I was in the sales capacity, so was he, and we were calling on the same people, the same organizations. And we figured, hey, how does that that mold together? And I think um, you learn a lot about somebody when you get to play golf with them. You do, right? There's no doubt. There's, it's, it's one of those sports where you you call a penalty on yourself. You can't yeah. hide it. Your your actions on on the course, um, you know, how do you handle that situation? It's, it's challenging. It's, it's the funnest game in the world. It's also the hardest game in the world. And you love it one day and you, you hate it the next. But we had built a, a relationship over that. And yeah. then... Uh, you three, got through the agginess. I got through the exactly. agginess. I don't hold it against them. Um, we can't all be right. We and that's Because yeah, yeah, okay. I'm not a head case it's on the golf course. Too, so I'm, I'm loving hearing yeah. this. <laughs> and so he, he, he can get into a dark spot for golf. But spot. I think that's everybody. But, you know, I was lucky enough to have some very early on success in my sales career at Workday. Um, my leader, Crandall, who I talked about, got promoted. 
and I was his I was his succession plan and heir apparent. And so as soon as I got the role, um, Robert was actually the first phone call that I made to to backfill me and to come into the organization. So yeah. I was praying. I was like, hopefully he says yes because he he's got the it thing. He's people love to talk to him. He's very inclusive. And so he originally told me no <laughs> when I asked him to come to work day, which uh, was fitting. I think it took him uh, I think probably about an hour, hour and a half to call me back with a, let let's talk some more. And then took a couple of lunches and some convincing. I think it was probably one of the best sales jobs I've done. Mm-hmm. And it's been it's been just a great experience, um, top to bottom so yeah. far. Uh, I will say he's in the role that I was in, where I took over. I always tell people that uh, Robert's my succession plan, and I, I thought we we basically lead a team together. I just get the fun title and the responsibility of it. He just gets to do a lot of the work that wow. that helps me out. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I told him no. Yeah. I was just in this unique place where I was... But that was a very short no. It was a short no. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think actually what happened, to give credit to my wife, Megan, I called her and said, hey, it's a unique opportunity. She goes, is it less travel? Because you have a one-and-a-half-year-old at home. I said, I think so. She's like, then you need to call him back. You need to reconsider. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's actually what happened. So but, how, long, how long did that, uh, I guess, interview process, whatever process was... How long did that take? Work, when, work from, days, that, from that moment to you working for Workday? Yeah, Workday's Workday is extremely selective on who they hire. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think I can say this, yeah. but I mean, ultimately, I, I think you know Kevin. Kevin wanted me, and there was a couple others, but it still takes you know 40, 50 days, something yeah. like that. Yeah. It's a group hiring effort at Workday, yeah. and and to Kevin's credit, but also to Workday's credit, like they they wanted plenty of people to say yes. Yeah. and or plenty of people to voice a concern. And so I see that now because I help interview a ton of people. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we go through five, six, seven rounds of interviews. We mm-hmm. go through presentations. We go through a multitude of things. Gotcha. Because it's a little gotcha. different. I mean, yeah. I, you know, take, not to take it in a different way, but we, we have sales titles. But what we really do is talk to the entire C-suite about what Workday does. Yeah. And so... What Workday tries to do, and I think what Kevin tried to do, is put together a team that could sort of talk to each particular executive. And so you've got someone that's really comfortable with CIOs. You've got someone that's comfortable with CFOs. You've got someone that's comfortable with chief people officers. And so the collective makes the group really great. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Um, Well, Kevin, I know... I would like to first kind of talk about just Workday as a whole and the culture of Workday because, you know, for most people that are watching this, they see Workday commercials. They see Workday logos on athletes. Um, it it makes this assumption that it's, it's probably a cool place to work. Um, but then sometimes that's not reality. But from what I've found with you guys is that Workday does seem like a really good place to work. Do you think mm. that there's any key ingredients to, you know, what makes Workday such a great place to work? Yeah, I think the there is a really, really good culture of Workday as uh, from a top level down, right? Yeah. We have the everybody's in it together. There's that mentality of how do we get better together? Um, obviously, the product is really, really cool, and I think people can get behind that. Um, but I think like any organization, and I, and I speak for me personally, there's a lot of things that go on in different parts of the organization, 
But for me personally, it's the, the team of people that I have here around me because just like any company, there's there's pockets of people that drive your culture. I think and our team specifically, I love it because it's it moves from the workplace of I work with these people to I love these people. They're the ones that I interact with every day. And Workday lets us Workday supports that. Like they want us to have tribes of people that we grow together because the the more you can do that and, and get invested in each other's lives, the longer people want to stay together. Yeah. Right? You wanna to move together. And I think that's really cool. I mean, yeah. obviously Workday's been uh, a top place to work, best place to work forever. Yeah. Um, just from a, a technology and a culture standpoint. It's it's a place that a lot of people want to come to work for. Yeah. Um we're just we are very lucky and i think we understand that we're lucky to to get to um you know i'll say we're work day on our chest and and and, and be the advocate for the yeah. product uh, but it does drive from the top-down culture that what we have it started with our leaders with with david and neil and just the things that they've done to instill in our culture still get passed down i think yeah. there's it's very easy over time to lose that and i think people still call back to how do we do it when we start? Let's still be that company. We're yeah. still growing. We're mm -hmm. still doing the right things from a product standpoint, but from a culture standpoint, it always goes back to don't forget who we we are yeah. and, and why are we here? Um, because technology is technology, right? There are products, but it's there's still people who get to do business with other people. Yeah. And, and Workday allows us to do that. And the culture is really, really free for that. Yeah. So. Mm -hmm. We have, a, we have a fun spot that we get to be in for. That's cool. Because, I mean, Workday's been around for 18 years or so. Yep. Mm -hmm. um, and so they've been, they've kept that going for a long time. At Lockton, um, we were started by a guy named Jack Lockton. Yeah. And, um, and he's not around anymore. But he instilled this amazing framework of what's created Lockton to be such an amazing organization. Mm -hmm. Um, and I was just at a conference just recently to where the, they fiercely keep that culture that Jack created, even though he's not here anymore, um, in, a, in a really amazing way. And you've got to be so intentional to do you that, do. right? Like, that doesn't just happen. Because naturally, you know, that those foundational things can, can slide away. Yeah, the, the intentionality of things, yeah. it's... It's easy to say it, it's hard to do. Yeah. And you have to have a couple of people that are there who, who are the cheerleaders of those cultures to say, don't forget why we're here. Yeah. And I think Lockton does it just like Workday and they're two great organizations in, in that way. Yeah. Because you, you see cultures who lose, and companies who lose their way a lot. Yeah. And so it's kind of fun to be with one that, yeah. you know, and get to be surrounded with people who, who kind of see that as well. That's cool. Well, yeah. I think it started that way, you know, not this isn't a pitch for Workday. It's more about if anyone's listening or any of us that start our own business one day, but Workday started as truly an employee first company and they've maintained that. And I've worked for plenty of organizations and I've talked to plenty of organizations that talk about being an employee first and they're absolutely not. Yeah. Um, and so that's what's propelled Workday into the front because if they take care of employees, they take care of me, they take care of, take care of Kevin, we'll naturally take care of the customers or the prospects. Yeah. And I think that's really hard to do, and they've done a phenomenal job at it. Yeah. I also think that there's a lot of things with the Workdays and a couple other companies that we live in a world right now, especially in 2023. And I actually, going back, I tell my dad all this all the time, is that there's no more work-life balance. Yeah. There's no such thing as like turning it off and then go doing life. Especially in sales. Especially in sales, especially yeah. where we are. But I don't, I can't, I can't hardly name any, you know, 
any role that is, it's more about work-life mesh. Yeah. So can your work and your life mesh in a way that you're happy, your family is happy, yeah. your coworkers are happy, your company's happy, and Workday does a tremendous job at that. Yeah. I have full freedom of running my side of the business and yeah. getting things done. Yeah, that's cool. cool. Yeah, I think we have, um, and I think this this blends into you and, and to us is that there are some things you sell that are to specific pieces of the business. Yeah. And for our, our realm is we're calling into the parts of the organization that deal with the employee experience. Yeah. So mm-hmm. not only do we get to see it from our level, we get to see it from, you know, if we're gonna work with hundreds of organizations, we're in there with their culture team. Yeah. What are they doing and what are they striving to get to? So we get to see every day, like, well, here's how this company's doing it and yeah. here's how this company's doing it. Mm-hmm. And so it, it, it does shine a light on like, we got something pretty cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And it's our fun job is we get to try to, how do we help those organizations get to where they want to be yeah. And just we get to figure out what every company's doing here in Dallas mm-hmm. and how they do it and what do they want. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I think and the same thing with you, right? You're in yeah. there trying to help them from no the employee and the benefit side and just getting ingrained to see what companies do is kind of fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I think, you know, this might be a little delayed because I we went from you guys mm-hmm. colliding, getting together and, and talking mm-hmm. a little bit more about Workday. But um, either one of you um, or both of you share with me what Workday is. And share with the audience what Workday is. Yeah, you want to go? No, no, I'm going to give it to you, the sales guy. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> the elevator pitch, right? No, uh, let's take it a step further. So Workday was founded off the backbone of a very traditional ERP system called PeopleSoft. And our particular founders had had created that. I won't go into the whole story there. Um, and, then, and then essentially sold it, take over. There's a whole story there. And so they were left with a lot of gas in the tank, so to speak. And so if you actually Google, you know, Workday Trucky Diner, you'll actually come up with a pretty cool, like little reenactment and YouTube video. But essentially, um, Dave and Anil, they both got in this Trucky Diner and they started talking about what in the world are they gonna do now? Um, we've got life to live, we've got gas in the tank and what could we build from scratch? And so I think it's pretty neat because they got together and on the back of a napkin, they wrote out if we could build the best software for back office applications from a financial HR standpoint, what would it actually look like? Like if we could build it from ground up, if we had the money to do it, if we had the time to do it, if we had the people to do it, um, what would it look like? And so they set out, and and I say it a little differently, but I'll often tell customers, they said, hey, it needs to be born in the cloud. It needs to live in the cloud. And it never needs to take a different particular shape than that. And it also needs to kind of break down the walls between HR and finance. This is back in the day when the cloud. Yeah, yeah, it's maybe like when was a this thing. little <laughs> company called Salesforce was yeah. coming up. Like yeah. Amazon wasn't where Amazon is today. Azure wasn't really where Azure is today. And you could go on and talk really techy, but yeah. but ultimately, yeah, they 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 set out to create this thing that was unheard of then. Okay, mm-hmm. um, and it was it was backed really well and a lot of people got on board. And so we've only seen this extreme steady incline. And I'll kind of say it this way, like they put the foundation in place to then have, to get lucky as it relates to people actually promoting and wanting to do things in the cloud. And so from an HR standpoint, people are happy to put their people data in the cloud. Shortly thereafter, people are happy to put their financial data in the cloud. And so now we have this really cool, like you said, phenomenal product that 
can kind of outlast the test of time and it's taking down a lot of these really big giants mm. that have been there forever. Yeah, I love that. I love that. So, I mean, you, you just kind of answered my next question was mm -hmm. going to be the story of Workday. So mm -hmm. let's go ahead and just kind of talk about, you know, the challenges that you're seeing in the market right now, Rob, as, as you're um, prospecting and, and you're working with clients. Um, what are some of the biggest challenges that you're seeing right now um, with the people that you're working with? If you and I created a business today, mm -hmm. we would have to have a way to keep our books and pay our people. Mm -hmm. And so at the very simplest form of that, that's what Workday does. Yeah. We keep the books, we pay people, right? But in the most efficient way possible. Right. So that yeah. that expands because you and I would create an yeah. awesome cup company, if you will. And so that organization grows and, and it needs to be able to analyze data. It needs to be able to plan for data. It needs to be able to execute on that. And mm -hmm. so Workday is a full functioning system is everything a part of the employee lifecycle, onboarding and talent and compensation and payroll and skills and all that cool stuff. And then on the financial side, all financial planning, workforce planning, you know, the full GL, blah, 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 right? Yeah. So that that's what Workday is in a nutshell. Yeah. And, and Kevin and I have like the best job at Workday because we get to see a company that you created and then you yeah. come to us and you're like, hey, the systems we created um, or the systems that we bought aren't working, we'd really yeah. like to go to like a single system for everything, and that's where we come in. Yeah. Uh, the answer to your, the next question would be, it's loaded, I'd love to hear Kevin's take on it, but I think we're, I think we're in this unique like cross-section, and I'll, yeah. since we're financials and HR, I'll take it that way. I think we're in this unique cross-section as it relates to um, an executive teams yeah. who are, uh, from a particular or maybe an aging executive team uh, in thought, if you will, yeah. versus this modern technology. Mm -hmm. And so you've got this like cross section of how things used to be done and how things now are done with even a massive ramp up from COVID in those particular years and how people are closing their books and how people are analyzing their business, et cetera. Yeah. Um, and if you'll follow Workday, we've done a really good job of kind of accelerating through that. But I think that's usually the conversation we're having. And then on the HR side, most of the conversations we're having is, it's a unique cross-section too of how do we attract and retain talent. Um, 2021, 2022 really changed the entire game of what people are from a culture standpoint. So, um, you know, I, make the, I made the joke earlier, right? That like five years ago, the way you attracted millennials was get pizza in the break room, buy mm -hmm. a foosball table and like play ping pong during break. And now that's not the case. They don't, they don't want to be in the office. They're willing to take actual less money to be at home. And so the culture of a company is now, and this is actually Kevin's quote, the culture of a company is no longer the office, it's the four walls in your house. Yeah. And so chief people officers, HR leaders, and some really fantastic people are trying to figure out what we do in that circumstance. Yeah, yeah. Do you have you got anything to add? I think I think you nailed it. I mean, there's <clears throat> Workday is unique in the idea mm -hmm. of of what we do in a product, and I say that because um, the original creation of Workday was to be an enterprise application. Yeah. It was to go after the giants, mm -hmm. and Workday has done that so well. I mean, we have 50% of the Fortune 500, I think it's 70% of the Fortune 50. Uh, but what people don't really see from that because they might see the big logos of the companies that we have, 
but most of our customer base is not that, yeah. right? It's these emerging companies who are coming up, who are, are dealing with these challenges of being, you know, they're, they're coming up, they've, they've started something, and as they're growing their, their infrastructure, right? As, hey, we're 50 people today, and then, okay, now we're 300, now we're 1,000. Well, they've just bought and bought and bought and bought all these different technologies mm-hmm. to try to run it because they needed it at that point. And now they get to a spot where, okay, we're 2,000 people, and like, why do we have 20 systems doing this? Yeah. And because the, the worker is now, they're going, to, they're going at home, how do you manage all this stuff together? Mm-hmm. Right? And so it's mm-hmm. then now come to us and say, we need, it, we, need, we need a single system because they need to be able to deliver that easily to their employees mm-hmm. because the job of whatever the company is, is not to have their employees using back office systems. Yeah. They're trying to do something, they're trying to create something that's awesome and they need to be able to get into an application that's really, really easy you know, and they need to be able to take time off. Yeah. They need to do the benefit enrollment. They need to apply for a new job. They need to get in, get in and get out of that technology fast so they can do what they're really there for. Yeah. And I think Workday does a really, really good job of not just meeting the organizations where they're at, but meeting the employee yeah. where they're at to make that easier. Yeah. Right? So is that kind of the... Fun. You obviously see wins across, not just Rob's yeah. wins, but Rob wins on your whole team. Yep. Um, you know, is is that efficiency and the fact that everything is in one place the reason why you guys win, you know, business? Yeah, and I think that that's a that's a big reason. Um, yeah. There are the efficiencies, but I think what you you find out is that, and we'll we'll take it from the lens of an HR user. Like nobody got in to be an HR person to be stuck in spreadsheets yeah. and to be stuck in systems to do personnel action forms and things like that, they, mm-hmm. they got into HR to help people, mm-hmm. to be in the organizations to make them better. And when you have a ton of systems in an organization or they have some that, some that don't offer what they need from an efficiency standpoint, they're stuck in that mode. Yeah. And when Workday can come in there and say, here's how, here's how we actually automate. Yeah. Here's not just one way to do a simple process, but because your type of organization, here's 20 different ways this can happen. And when you can have that scalability, you give people back time. Uh, we have a customer here in Dallas who I mentioned a lot. Uh, I won't mention their name, but they there were 1,700 employees. Before they came to Workday, their HR team was doing 2,000 manual transactions inside their department every single month. Mm-hmm. Right, That's a lot. Like yeah. If you want to change a name somewhere, you got to change it 20 spots. The first month on Workday, they got to under 50 manual things. Mm-hmm. So they got it back a ton of time for their people, which mm-hmm. let them push into how do they get their, their culture pushed out, which they have a great organization, a great culture, but they got to invest in the people. Mm-hmm. And it was really, really cool to see because now they can grow to three or 4,000 people without having to add any more headcount to support them. Yeah. So they get to scale and grow without having to add bodies to do a lot of that stuff because yeah. the manual is gone. Mm-hmm. So that complete automation is there, which is really, really cool. And when we get to help out an organization get to what they want to be, that's just fun to see. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. it's just 100%. neat, you know? Yeah. And I th- like I think the crux of your question too, yeah. to like bring it back to the excellence culture too, and we'll talk about Workday a tad, but yeah. we also, like you talked about wins and, and yeah. things like that. I, I don't know, it's like deeper than wins. It's like from the outside looking in, you can't understand it. From the inside looking out, you can't explain it. Yeah. Anybody know where that's from? 
No. It's on a bunch of Texas Probably A&M t-shirts. I should have yeah. worn it. Uh, I think that was General Patton. But um, no, I, I think about out. that. We're not. We're not. You got to keep it in. No, um, I, I think it was Patton actually. But anyways, um, that is kind of work day. And so we also work with some extremely excellent people. Yeah. Yeah. And so our solution consultants and our enterprise architects and our solution engineers and our subject matter experts and any particular company that I work with, if it's mm-hmm. uh, 12 people or 3,500 or, or whatever, there's a, a immediate team of 10, 12, 15, 20, 30. We just worked on a, on a large you know, financial services platform company that um, then I had over 60, 70 people involved in it. And each one of them are uh, maniacally focused on what they do excellent if you will. And so a lot of times my job is just project management and try not to get in their way, right? Yeah. Like, um, and candidly, the ones that fail in my position do try to get in the way. Mm. And so oftentimes I'm just trying to figure out, hey, what is, Tim does this extremely well and Taylor does this extremely well and Jason does this extremely well. You guys go do that. Yeah. Um, and so that, that's what's kind of fun about our job that's, too. That's just yeah. like locked in. I mean, we have the best associates in the world. Yeah. And the best thing we can do is just not get in the way. Exactly. For sure. Exactly. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Bring um, the smart people in. Yeah. And so I think we're going to kind of wrap up a little bit talking about Workday, but I would love to conclude um, by asking, um, you know, why do you love working for Workday? What's, what's the thing that, and we'll start with you, Kevin. Um, what's the thing that you just love about working for Workday? I think I've mentioned this before. I mean, Workday. There's I'm a. There's two things that drive me on on what we do. Mm-hmm. One is we we really do get to help organizations, and that's it's fun to see from that standpoint of when we do get to go in there, and we can we can radically change how companies here in Dallas work. Yeah. Right. And then we get to invest in that culture, and then they become champions of what we do. And I think we've built some very, very cool friendships outside of, you know, you move from that um, that prospect salesperson into deep friendships. Yeah. And because you're working alongside people to where you get to that point, like, do we just need to get you as an office here? Mm-hmm. Come, come mm-hmm. work with us because we're in there so much to get ingrained in their culture. It's just really, really cool to see because we get to see how organizations operate all over and it could be, a manufacturing company, it could be a large insurance company, yeah. right? And we get to see all of it. And so that's really interesting for us. Yeah. And because we're in all the back office, we get to learn how they handle their people and then how do they handle their money. Mm. So understanding what drives those companies and how they make money and then what do they do with the resources is really cool. But specifically for me, it is it is the team of the people that I work with. I've said this before, The my group of eight that, that we're with is just, every day the people that I interact with more than anybody else outside of my family I see and I talk to these people every single day and mm-hmm. if you, you ask my wife and my family I, I see them more um, but it's really easy when you find a group of people that you get to work with and you, you even move from hey I work with these people and then hey I, you know I respect these people a lot hey I love these guys they're, yeah. they're great and then their families become ingrained in your families and that stuff, that, that becomes really, really big. Mm-hmm. And that's what I was talking about before, that it's, it's easy to want to work and work really, really hard and try to be excellent and try to be good because it's not, it's not just for me, yeah. but it's for Robert and it's for, for his two kids and for his wife. 
which then leads into, you know, Steve and Jason and Kyle and Dustin and Jonathan. It's like, it starts getting real, real deep and your, your sphere of influence and your web is out there. Yeah. Because then it even goes to Taylor and it goes to, to Tim, you know, yeah. and it goes to, to those other people where you now want to fight for them. Yeah. To make sure like it's not just about us. And when you see it from a bigger picture, it, it makes it real fun to want to come to work and when everybody's pulling in the same direction every single day and we don't have any of that like infighting at work day, everybody's going, everybody's yoked together. Mm-hmm. When you can, when you become yoked with somebody and you're pulling in that same yeah. direction, you could do a lot of really cool things. Someone trying to do something by themselves versus being tied with a group. Yeah. I mean, totally. the, the, the power of that is just pretty fun yeah, and, it's, it. and it's fun to be a part of. Yeah. I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was just trying to think of the author of this book, and if you know it, tell me, but there's this book called, it's a funny title, it's called Getting Naked, so be careful what you search on Google. Okay. I think it might be Patrick Lencioni, though, um, and it's like, I would tell everyone to read the book. Yeah. Um, the premise of the book is this small consulting firm that was taking down like these massive giant consulting firms because they were going inside organizations and they were just simply helping them solve the problem. Like they yeah. weren't putting together a scope of work. They weren't committing things to think about stuff. They weren't bringing in 18 suits to solve the problem. They would just kind of show up and like whiteboard it. Yeah. And so him talking made me kind of think, that's actually why I love Workday because and it's not just Workday. I'm, I'm in this organization that Kevin and his boss Kevin and his boss Mike just allow me to like take really, really smart people into a room and just kind of start solutioning yeah. and like get, literally get on a whiteboard and start solving problems and we're not solving world hunger and we're not the smartest people ever but we do get to talk to a lot of cfos and we get to talk to a lot of chief people officers and so we hear things and we can simply regurgitate those the the last thing i say is there's a cool story like five years ago i kind of realized that workday was bigger than something that i'd ever worked with before because there was a particular payroll manager that 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 wasn't quite sure about Workday at first, mm-hmm. um, but she shared with me that she would work her 40 hours a week at the office and then she'd come home and she'd work two hours a night. And then every Saturday for like 22 years, I wonder if you'll know the company, for like 22 years yeah. in this company, every Saturday from 7 a.m. to noon, she would work on payroll. And I remember thinking, goodness gracious, like, mm. let me just file that away. And so we ended up, you know, implementing Workday I had lunch with her and she said, hey, you gave me my Saturdays back. She's like, I, I've spent 22 years working Saturdays. I've missed grandkids games. I've missed all kinds of stuff. She's like, I, I just, I didn't work last Saturday. She's like, I don't even know what that feels like, but it was amazing. Yeah. It was this weird that's, time. That's I was big. like, that's, yeah, how, that's do I, big. how do I qualify that? Yeah. You know, put it in a value case, but yeah. um, it's pretty amazing. Yeah. And I think from my, from my perspective, um, you know, when there's a company that's a client of ours or a prospect of ours that Workday is involved in their business, we it immediately qualifies that company as a company that cares um, mm, about how well their company runs, and which is huge for us. Um, you know, we've we want to work with the same kind of people, so yeah. that says a lot. Um, okay, so let's go ahead and kind of start concluding things. Um, I'd love to hear kind of some future conversations about you guys. Maybe, you know, is there is there a goal that you have in mind? Is there anything going on um, with Workday right now that's exciting for the future? 
Um, but I'd love to kind of keep that just open-ended for both of you. So Rob, um, you know, what, any, anything that's kind of coming up for you, whether it's personally work-wise, anything that you're pretty excited about that, that you'd love to share. Yeah. I don't know that I have a great answer for that from a workday standpoint, my pay grades like way down here. So, um, you know, we just released some stuff on generative AI and, and things like that, but I don't even talk there, like from a personal standpoint. Um, raising two little boys and being involved in the various kind of things that I'm in from a, from a personal standpoint, it's just trying to figure out how to balance all of that, how to say no to some things, how to say yes to the right things. And, um, and just continue kind of surrounding myself with really good people and mentors. So yeah. nothing, mm. nothing too exciting, to be honest yeah. with you. Uh, I, I really love what I do, and I'm, I'm going to keep getting better at it and be yeah. the best the best at it. That's that's what my dad instilled in me all the time, right? There's that's a whole the adage culture. of like, there's a whole <laughs> adage of like, if you're going to sweep streets, be the best staying street sweeper there is. And yeah. It's kind of an old saying, but man, I, that's that's what I instill in my boys as well. Let's, let's go at it at 100%. And, yeah see what happens from there. That's good. That's good. How about you, Kev? I mean, from a work, from a work standpoint and work day, I'm, I mean, I, I'm all in. I like, I call yeah. myself a homer for work day cause I'm just so invested in it. Um, hopefully they keep, keep letting me do what we're doing with our team. Yeah. I know that sometimes that means people move on and they take on other roles, but I'm selfishly want to hold all those guys with yeah. me and we just, we just do this forever and we can all just retire together. No, that's not the case. So I'll do, um, whatever work they want me to do, I'll be yeah. I'll be at the service of the organization because I think the mission is the right mission. Yeah. Um, I think it's done the right way. But really, the thing I'm most excited about right now is uh, just like Rob, I got two two boys. I got seven and nine. Uh, my youngest Lincoln uh, is about to turn eight, and his mm. his dream for his birthday is to go to New York City. Mm. So I'm you know after mm. this, after we're done filming this, uh, I'm checking out. And then we are going to fly to New York City, take that kid to Hamilton, take him to go see another wow. show, let him go see the city that he wants to go see. I think that's going to be my And just let, just let cool. these two boys. I want to work day so great and the idea that it allows us to do really, really cool things. And they allow us the time to, to invest in the family and the things that we want to do. And so nobody cares about us being able to, to take yeah. off and leave. And if... If we can take the cool things that we do, apply it to, to the home life and just support their dreams and the things that they want to do to make it great, I mean, I'm here for it. So yeah. I'm going to, we're going to have fun mm-hmm. in the city That's this cool. week and just, you know, let him eat pizza, you know, see all the things he wants to see, go run around mm-hmm. Central Park and just have fun with it. So yeah. that's a big difference from, we're going to go from this Dallas weather to the cold, windy city of, uh, you know, of New York where it's going to be 60 and rainy. Yeah, but hey, it's, it's it's what they want to do, and if if I can yeah. support the dreams, man, I want to do it. Well, I think that's a really great way to end. Both of you guys shared about family life, and and I think all of us are equally yoked there. And yeah. and for me personally, I have really enjoyed getting to know you guys at a deeper level, um, and uh, appreciate you know just the time that we've been able to have to eat with each other and. Look forward to taking more of your money on the golf course. Absolutely. That's for sure. <laughs> We're good um, charity. True, yeah. true that. <laughs> but yeah, true. I've enjoyed it, guys. Um, welcome to the thanks, excellence man. culture, and, and Thank thanks you. for spending time with me. Thank you for having us. Yeah, yeah, thanks for having us. Awesome. We appreciate it. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah.